Hi, everyone, and welcome to INE Live. I'm Katherine Brown, Public Relations Director here at INE, and your host this afternoon. Today is a really exciting day. We're officially launching INE Live. You may remember we told you about this earlier in the summer during our Redefine event, and the team here has been working very hard to make this a great experience for you. For our first episode, we wanted to introduce you to some of the leaders at INE and give you access to them. And that's really what INE is all about, giving you unprecedented access to instructors, IT influencers, our own executive leadership team, and industry experts who can help you take your career to the next level. Each Tuesday, we'll be streaming live at 1 p.m. Eastern with our Tech Tuesday segment. You can look for us to add new shows in the coming months, and really anytime there's breaking industry news or major developments, you can count on at least one of our experts to fire up a stream and be talking about the issues that impact you and your career. As I mentioned, this is an exciting opportunity for us, and we hope that you as well get a ton of great information out of it, as well as a chance to really interact with the team here at INE. To that note, right now, we're streaming live on social platforms, from LinkedIn Live to Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. We'd love for you to get involved. We've already seen the comments come flooding in. Keep those coming. Bring us your questions and your comments. We'll get to as many of them as we can today. We really want to connect directly with you. And with that, let's get to the introductions. Today, we're joined by INE's Chief Content Officer, Neil Bridges, Director of uh, Cybersecurity, Jack Reedy, and Director of Networking, Brian McGann. Gentlemen, thanks so much for being here. Thanks, Catherine. Appreciate thanks, it. Thanks, Catherine. Thanks for having us. Thank you bet. Much. To start off with, I'd love to just go around the room and have you all give uh, a brief introduction, who you are, what you bring to the table, what your passions are. Neil, let's go ahead and start with you. Uh, thanks so much. First of all, before we jump into my introduction, I just got to say huge shout out to the entire INE team. Massive high five all the way around. We made it. We got here to INE Live, and I couldn't be prouder of, of the progress that, that the entire INE team has made. So, uh, thank you to the entire INE team. Thank you to all of our folks who are joining in and tuning us today. I'm so glad to be live on the INE channel. It's it's such a surreal moment. So, uh, as Catherine mentioned, my name is Neil Bridges. I'm Chief Content Officer at uh, at INE. You may recognize me from some of my popular streams, such as the Cyber and Security stream over on Twitch and YouTube. I see all the fans in the audience. That's right. I see all y'all. Uh, been in cybersecurity well over uh, 25 years. Uh, started out um, uh, uh, in the Air Force doing uh, a lot of offensive cyber for the, uh, for the United States Air Force, specifically doing uh, offensive cyber missions. Um, for a lot of the units there, uh, uh, you know, in the Air Force. And then I moved on from there uh, in, in late 2013, uh, kind of back out into the private sector where um, I've been in charge of multiple red teams, multiple pen testing teams, built a lot of pen testing teams and threat hunting teams from the ground up. I've been in charge of a lot of cybersecurity uh, organizations for a lot of Fortune 100 companies, namely companies like Abbott Laboratories and Mondelez International. Um, I've led a lot of cybersecurity, uh, um, you know, functions at, at companies like uh, PricewaterhouseCoopers, um, built the first functional training unit for the United States Air Force, which is really awesome. It's really what's paved the way for, uh, you know, our future warfighters in the cybersecurity space, both on the offensive side and the defensive side. Um, I couldn't be happier to be here and, and being a part of the mission at INE and really kind of driving a lot of that experience that I've got in the cybersecurity arena and just in IT and technology as a whole and really taking that concept and propelling INE forward bringing experts like Brian McGann and Jack Reedy and Brooks Seahorn and the folks that we've got on this incredible instructor cadre, um, being surrounded by them and just driving that content forward. And so uh, thank you all very much. And I'll stop talking now and let somebody else introduce themselves. 
<laughs> Neil, we're so glad you're here. And uh, if you notice that banner behind him, that word is one that I would definitely use to sum up Neil Hustle. Uh, for those of you who have interacted with him at all, um, you know that this guy never stops moving. He is hustling constantly and uh, hoping to bring some of his knowledge and some of his hustle to you guys and, and bring some inspiration as well. Neil, thanks so much. Uh, Jack, let's get to you. Brief introduction. Yeah. So, hi, my name is Jack Reedy, Cyber um, Director of Cybersecurity Content here at INE. And uh, similar to Neil, I am from a military background. I spent nine years in the Marine Corps. Um, obviously not the uh, technology branch of the military, but still, we have some smart guys. Uh, with that, while I was there, I helped stand up to cyber protection teams where I got a lot of hands-on experience with threat hunting, blue team experience, um, red team working together as you know, uh, one with the other for the purple team engagements. After that, I stepped out as well, um, ended up doing global operations with, uh, you know, one of the uh, Sony company. And with that as well, have experience in multiple different types of operations, red team engagements, GRC, just the gamut. You wear, you wear a lot of different hats when you start working in cybersecurity, unfortunately. So there's not ever any one particular spear point. Having said that, um, with INE and what I do here is particularly get out of the way of the instructors and let them work. I try and take care of the workload as far as uh, scheduling and everything goes. And yeah, um, really excited to be here. We are so glad to have you here. Uh, Jack, a relatively new addition to the team here at INE, been here a few months, but uh, we, uh, we were at Black Hat together along with a few others from the INE team, got a chance to, to get to know you a little bit better. Um, and so really looking forward to all that you bring to not just to INE, but really to uh, to the industry as a whole. Um, Brian McGann, not so much a new face here at INE. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> you are uh, you are the, the the voice and the face of experience. Just tell us a little about yourself. I'm I'm the old hat. Uh, <laughs> coming this January, it's actually going to be 20 years since I got my original CCI certification in uh, routing and switching. Um, so I've been around uh, the training uh, world for a long, long time. Uh, you may know me from such videos as CCI routing and switching, CCI enterprise infrastructure, if you guys have seen any of the videos at INE uh, before. So unlike Neil, unlike Jack, I'm not in cybersecurity. I'm actually a networking instructor. Uh, I'm the chief networking uh, instructor, or the head of content here for networking at INE. Uh, so like Jack, I manage a team of instructors that uh, deals with networking as opposed to cybersecurity. And uh, it's great to be live again. It's been a little while since I've been uh, streaming, and it's good to have INE Live back. Awesome. Brian, Jack, Neil, uh, once again, thanks for joining us. To everyone who's watching on all of our social platforms, uh, we appreciate it. Want to get right to it. Um, one of the first things I wanted to talk to you guys about, um, being as today is the official launch day for INE Live, I just wanted to get into the weeds a little bit on exactly what we're trying to do here, right? We are doing something. We, we've had a ton of meetings about this. This has been a creative um, effort from the team here at INE for a long time. Um, but we want to loop our audience in, kind of pull back the curtain and let you guys know why this is so different and, and, and what this is. Um, and I want to go, you know, go around the room again. Um, this time, Brian, I'll start with you and put you in the hot seat. But what do you hope that INE Live um, brings to the audience, brings to the people who are watching it? And what do you hope that, that you're able to do and connect with the audience, um, you know, differently through this medium? Yeah, I think the big thing is, like you said, connecting with the audience and having an outlet for questions. 
because uh, I know that when I'm studying any new technology, my big thing is that it's hard to find someone to ask questions to. Um, so I think the kind of cross-section of experts that we have here, it'll be good to get everybody some camera time and get on the live stream and see what type of questions you guys have in networking or cybersecurity or data science, you know, whatever the other verticals that we are focusing on here. Yeah, that's awesome. Now, I'm so glad you mentioned that, um, Brian, because if you're familiar with uh, INE, you'll know that in the past we have done things like webinars where you know, we've required you to sign up and that sort of thing, and that's been fine for a number of years. But um, moving ahead, we just, as we were sitting together, we just felt like that was pretty antiquated. Um, we shouldn't have to require you guys to, to arrange your schedule around us. We want to arrange our schedule around you and meet you where you are. Um, so whether you're scrolling through your Facebook feed, we want to give you every opportunity to, to interact with our team, our experts, and industry experts. And, and it's not just these three jokers who are going to be joining us um, every week. <laughs> uh, we, we have a ton of people, um, as Brian said, from, from every vertical um, who are going to be here. Sometimes I'll be joining as well. Sometimes it'll be way over my head and it's going to be very technical, but, um, but you know, we're going to give you uh, something new, something different every single week. Uh, with that, Jack, what are you looking for out of INE Live and how are you looking to, to connect with the audience? Well, I am honestly really excited because one of the biggest things that's difficult in cybersecurity is just getting your foot in the door. And with INE Live, I look at this as an opportunity to talk about careers, tricks of the trade, you know, building your resume up, LinkedIn opportunities. Um, as well as being able to answer some questions for very particular circumstances that the students might be in. Um, one thing is, is that we say very frequently in cybersecurity, it's not a cookie cutter, right? There's no mm -hmm. final solution for uh, just, you know, push a button and cybersecurity is taken care of. Well, that also goes for your career too. Uh, it's, it can be really difficult uh, depending on where you're coming from. And I think that this is going to be an opportunity to really help lower or reduce some of the barriers to entry for a lot of the students. So I'm really excited. Awesome. And that is what we are all about here at INE, reducing, lowering the barriers, making it easier for anyone uh, and everyone who, who's interested in this field to, uh, to join up. Neil, what about you? I know you're no stranger to the live stream. You've got your, your very popular Twitch stream, uh, but this is a little different for you. You're in the hot seat this time. <laughs> it is a little different for me, but I think I want to kind of I want to kind of belabor that point that you all made about about breaking down the the barriers, right? Because that is something that INE it's very core to the mission at INE. There, there's there's this idea that we have that that education should really be available to everybody anywhere, regardless of it. And Catherine, to your point about the the old webinar format, um, it wasn't it wasn't conducive to the way a lot of people consume content these days. People are everywhere. They're they're at work. They're they're taking their families to, to and from soccer practice or to school or whatever the case is. Um, they're on transit. You know, if you're if you're you know if you're in a in an area where you've got a lot of mass transit systems, and so there's a lot of opportunity to consume content that we weren't being honest with ourselves that we needed to give back to the community and really put that effort forward into making that content available to the community. And so I very much see INE Live as, as really that next step to really breaking down those barriers to giving you access to our experts like Brian, like Jack, like Brooks, like Megan, um, really giving you access to those experts because their mission at the core of the INE mission is to make you all an expert. And of course, we can produce content, we can produce courses and things like that, but there's nothing else like getting direct access 
to an expert like we have here and being able to ask them all of those burning questions that you may have, whether it's something technical to, to one of the networking instructors about how they do something on route switch, whether it's Brooks asking something about how to do proper you know, budgeting and accounting and financials when it comes to AWS cloud, or going over to Jack for any of your cybersecurity career related questions, resume reviews and things like that. There, there is so much more that we could do as an INE team to give back to you all as students. And this is something that I'm super excited about, super passionate about, because this represents the next barrier that we're taking in breaking that down and giving you access to more content that, quite frankly, doesn't cost you anything other than tuning in. Right, absolutely. And um, yeah, I mean that that that's our sales pitch right there. Uh, we're not we're not <laughs> selling too much because, as, as Neil just said, you know, it's free. We're really doing this um, for you, our audience, and our clients, and our students. And uh, again, hopefully, you are getting a lot out of it. Um, with that, uh, let's let's jump into the meat of things today. Um, and we're going to tackle a lot of a lot of topics today. But in preparing for this stream. One of the very first questions that uh, Jack and Neil and Brian said, told me that they get all the time, and I'll frame this different uh, for, for the different verticals, but how do you get into this, right? Like, how do you get into cybersecurity? How do you get into networking? Where do you start? And that could be whether you're, you're you know, a kid in high school or college just looking to to make your way in your career or somebody who's you know, 30, 35 years old saying, I want to make a major career change. Like, Jack, where do you start? Funny you ask. Um, I'm actually doing a series on this now too, and we're working to uh, you know, put it into our career paths on the I on INE as well. You start by trying to figure out where you want to go. And what I mean by that is saying, I want to be in technology or saying, I want to be in cybersecurity even. It's like saying, I want to be a doctor or I want to be a lawyer. There's so many focuses for your time and your attention. And with that, you really do a little bit of research to start off and say, I maybe want to go red or I want to go blue. Now, we have EJPT. I love it because it is getting your toes wet into cybersecurity off the bat. Um, I really do recommend, you know, doing PTS, EJPT as a stepping stone to see, do I like, you know, penetration testing or maybe not so much, and I want to go into blue team. But either way, at least getting in a, a direction through the woods, that is cybersecurity, is where you start. You, you, you do a little bit of research, mess around with some labs, and kind of get your, you know, um, your bearing as to, okay, maybe I like, in, you know, for Brian's courses, maybe I like Cisco technology. Or maybe it is cloud that I'm absolutely loving, or vice versa, you know? And we have so many things on the platform to get your hands wet with, with the uh, labs and the technology. It's actually... Um, unprecedented. I really wish I had it when I was starting out. <laughs> Just to pull on that thread a little bit, um, Jack, is there a, you know, should people just jump in and, and start paying for subscriptions here and there and, you know, really investing hugely or are there enough free resources for people? I know obviously INE offers uh, some free resources, um, but can you really figure out if, if this is the career for you or make a solid step into getting into the career through those free resources? Um, or do you need to invest a, a significant amount of money well, into it? Well, I mean, yeah, there and I'm is talking about, I'm so just much... talking about like at first, at first, like a first yeah, step. Yeah, at first, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, at first, there's so many free resources. We should definitely be looking at, um, you know, trying everything out. Because the thing is, if if you find out that you don't like penetration testing, 
why did you just drop two grand on a serve? And that's the wrong time to figure that out, right? Um, it's it makes no sense. Well, but when you are starting out and you, you have so much free available, you know, labs, environments, what INE is offering, there's multiple ways that you can just test the waters here, test waters there. Technology is allowing, you know, really forgiving right now to where you can get that access for. Right now, it's completely free. And especially if you're starting out, the coursework, the courseware is available. Um, and then if you're going to invest, at least you know that you're investing smartly in something that is tailored to what your outcome is, right? Because eventually you'll have a goal and then you'll come to that point where you want to invest in that. Um, Neil, I know you get this question all the time. Um, first of all, what, what do you typically tell people? And then what's something that you don't typically tell people that they can only hear here. <laughs> so, so, so I'll kind of double down on the free thing, right? And and I'm I'm very very transparent on this. Listen, we're in an unprecedented age when it comes to information, and I tell people this on on my streams all the time. That God, I wish I could be a learner in in this day and age. When you look at YouTube, when you look at all of the free resources that are out there. Um, you know, I want to double down on that. Like before you drop a dime, before you spend a nickel on yourself, you should go consume all of the free content. And this is one of the reasons why we've tried to bring as much of that content available on the INE platform um, as we can so that you can kind of see what that training is, what that quality of training is. Because there is, there's a ton of free stuff out there. And I want everybody out there to take all that free stuff. When you're done with that free stuff, when you're ready for some structure, when you're ready to learn from the Brian McGann's, from the Brooks Seahorns, from the Megan Dodlins, when you're ready to learn from those experts, come and see us. We'll, we, we'll welcome you with open arms, and we love to have you at that point in time. But to your point, if you're trying to figure it out, if you're trying to be like, is this the right career for me? Go explore all the free stuff because there's enough free stuff out there. There's enough capture the flags that are out there that you can go do for free, especially on the cybersecurity side. There's uh, Splunk uh, does their their uh, a boss of the knock, their boss of their network operating center, um, uh, you know, uh, capture the flag that you can kind of go do and get your hands on stuff completely for free. That allows you to see if this is a career field that you want to have access to. That's when Catherine, to your point. I would love to have you at that point in time and be like, let's take you and let's help you on your career. Now that you know that you want to be a penetration tester, we got you. We got you from the beginning of your career for your very first penetration testing job all the way to when you are writing your own zero days and writing your own exploits. You want to be a cloud architect? We got you. Everything from the cloud fundamental cert that we just released, literally helping you decide if this is cloud, if this cloud job uh, market is something you want to dive into. We can get you started in there. And then whether you want to go down the AWS route or the Azure route or the GCP route for the three people out there that are uh, that are taking GCP, we've got you covered on your career. That's when we that's when we love to see you at that point in time. Yeah, awesome. Uh, Brian, want to hand it over to you now because you deal with, you know, it, it's, it's a similar field, right? But it's a completely different part of that field. And I'm curious, actually, if, if it's the same thing with you and with networking. Yeah, definitely. It's like Jack was saying, if someone came to me and said, I want to be a network engineer, I would say, well, what kind of network engineer do you want to be? Do you want to be uh, in collaboration or security or a data center or a service provider? So there's a lot of different subfields in, in networking. 
And uh, just to piggyback on what Neil was saying about structure, that's the big thing that we're trying to offer here is that you know you can come in at, at a certain point in your career or you're changing careers or you're you know wanting to extend your uh, your knowledge and then we can lead you through what are the different career paths that you would potentially go through if you want to be an expert in data center or you want to be an expert in uh, service provider routing that type of stuff so you know when i talk to people that are trying to get into this field that's one of the things that i have to say to them as well you really need to figure out what you enjoy because you know unfortunately this isn't really a nine to five job where you can just go home and you know watch netflix all day there's a lot of learning and and after you know hours uh training that you really have to go through in order to become an expert in, in any of these fields whether it's cybersecurity uh, or networking and if, it, if it's not something that you really enjoy that you want to spend your time doing you're going to definitely have trouble you know trying to learn something that you're not really fully committed to yeah that is great advice brian i know you can't see this but uh I think our viewers just saw one of the tweets that popped up on the screen um, from, and I just want to read it out loud. Shane Coleman, Brian is the reason I'm in the field of network engineering. Thank you for all that you do. Um, so Brian, I, I, I know this is just one comment. I've seen many comments like this um, during the time that, that I've been here with INE. One more compliment for you as I uh, scroll through these comments. <laughs> and by the way, keep the comments coming. These are great, uh, fantastic. Um, let's see, Christian loves all the books that you have in the background, Brian. And uh, it's also putting in a call to add INE polo shirts to the apparel store. So we're going to see what That's we're, right. we're going to see That's what right. we can do on that front. See, we listen. We listen to you here. Um, yeah, that that's uh, you know that's that's great advice from three of really the best the best minds um, in the industry as a whole. Um, one of the things, Jack, you mentioned this. You mentioned uh, the cloud. I think actually all all of you have mentioned this, but the 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 cloud. Um, industry and how things are moving so rapidly into the cloud and multi-cloud. Um, as there is this huge mass movement to the cloud, there's this is not something that that's its own vertical anymore, right? It's not over here is the cloud and here is cybersecurity and here's networking and here's data sciences. It's, it's kind of all encompassing. Um, what do you think, Neil, the repercussions of that are for cybersecurity, but also for just the uh, the IT industry as a whole, good and maybe bad? Well, I think that that's the reason why you're seeing INE expand the way that it is, right? We're realizing that that there aren't verticals per se anymore. Um, you know, sure, there are some folks who you know may start out as a network architect or, or excuse me, start out as a network engineer and move up their way to a network architect or vice versa on the cloud side or the cybersecurity side or even the, the programming and the data science side. But eventually, at some point in time in that career, all of those merge together in terms of being able to talk to each other, integrate with each other, be able to work together to, to accomplish the same mission in a corporate environment. Um, you know, and, and so all of that requires that we now need to take a different approach when it comes to content creation. You heard Brian say it himself, you know, you could choose to go into security and the networking path, but what are some of those things that you could learn as a network engineer focusing on security that you could learn from somebody like somebody from Jack's team, like Chris Leach, like Megan, on how to be better at your network engineer security function? vice versa over on the cloud side. One of the things that I'm super excited about is a lot of the efforts that are going into the collaboration between our cloud team and between our cybersecurity team to make sure that they are cross utilizing those functions 
in all of the content that they're producing. And so you're going to be able to get that expertise opinion, um, you know, by, by attending any of those, uh, any of those verticals. And if you want a deep dive, let's say you're over on the cloud side, let's say you're talking about identity and access management. Let's say they're talking about securing and how to do best practices for securing identity and access management. And then you want to pivot over into the pen testing side and learn about hacking Azure or hacking on-prem AD, then you'll be able to do that inside of the, uh, inside of the platform because we've now broken down those barriers between the different verticals and created you a ubiquitous place for you to be able to go and consume that content. And so that's a lot of what our vision is, is to be able to see more utilization across all of those different disciplines as you go. And, and to your point, Catherine, it's it's the age that we live in now. It's You, you can't go anywhere without, you know, having your, uh, your stuff uploaded to the cloud, without having your passwords on the cloud, without having your photos on the cloud. Data science is everywhere where it comes to pulling all the data analytics about Literally this stream right now, the, the hundreds of people who are watching this stream now and the hundreds who are going to watch the video later, you know, there's going to be tons of analytics. And so that stuff has to be there. You have to have that integration between all those different disciplines. Yeah, Brian, you come at this from a different angle, right? From, from networking. How do you see this and view this cloud integration, this multi-cloud integration as affecting and impacting networking and the entire industry? Well, for sure, it's definitely had a huge impact on the networking world. Uh, because like Neil was saying, there's no businesses today that have just everything on-prem. There's going to be some cloud involvement from some application that you're dealing with. And, uh, you know, when seasoned network engineers still come to me today and say, you know, Brian, where do I go from here? I've been in the industry for X amount of years. And I would say definitely one of the things to look in is uh, to cloud because understanding how networking works in the cloud, you know, is going to make you a better network engineer to be able to interface with those, you know, application developers or the cloud engineers specifically. Uh, but, you know, one of the great things about our subscription model here is that you have access to all of that content. So, you know, you might be learning something about data center networking and then want to look at, you know, if I need to take this workload, this virtual machine and move it into the cloud, what are the uh, the implications of that from, you know, maybe a layer two, layer three networking point of view, uh, having access to those instructors and that content is just something that, you know, like Jack said, it's it's unprecedented in, uh, you know, today's environment. Yeah, and I think um, I think all of you would agree this is not uh, a question that really has a firm answer. I mean, this is an evolving technology that changes almost every single day, if not, you know, every single minute. This is constantly changing. And, um, you know, in the IT industry, in the tech world, everyone is scrambling to keep up with it and keep ahead of it, right? And, um, and stay ahead of the game and ahead of the next big thing. And that's, that's one of the challenges. It's also one of the really fun parts of being in this industry and why a lot of people like it. And there's that exhilaration there. Um, Jack, I, I'm going to switch gears a little bit. I'm going to pitch this next question over to you. And I'm going from the, um, from the comments here. This is from a LinkedIn user. Um, and I think that this is interesting. I think you'll have a really interesting take on this. All right, it's, it's a little long, but um, hopefully Ryan over here uh, can pull it up on the screen. But LinkedIn user says, not only is it difficult to break into cybersecurity, but it's also difficult finding a job, even if you're already in cybersecurity. I was a cybersecurity engineer for a year, couldn't find another job because I was working in government contract, wasn't working on technology, and the private sector was using. I also held a BS in cybersecurity, Security Plus, uh, CYSA Plus, CSXP, and had just started a graduate program in cybersecurity. And the reason that, I know that's very wordy, um, and everybody's probably squinting to see that, but the reason <laughs> that I wanted to bring this up um, 
is because, you know, you always see those stats out there. There are X number of cybersecurity jobs and you can get one if you want one and, and they're just out there for the taking and get into cybersecurity because the jobs are just waiting out there for you. Is that a realistic um, expectation that people should have coming into cybersecurity? Because I, I have to tell you, I hear, I hear very differently from a lot of people who are in it. A lot of people who, um, just like this user, are having a tough time finding a job. The most difficult thing you will do in cybersecurity is finding your first job. That is, without a doubt, the most difficult challenge. And the reason is, is because uh, HR is putting down constantly. They want one to three years of experience in whatever technology, whatever, um, you know, cybersecurity process, or, you know, we want however much. And they constantly are looking for the unicorn. Um, you know, everybody that knows everything that there is to know about the job and the field and everything like that. And the problem is, is that one, if they actually found that person there, they would likely be too expensive. Okay. Two, if that person started working there then the job wouldn't actually be a challenge for them and it wouldn't be interesting. So why would they stay? Um, realistically, the HR cannot just go, okay, I want no experience whatsoever because then you'll also get people that have zero experience going for a technical job where you're at least expected to understand what IPs are, you know, what a how a computer works, some very basic types of information. So I think that there's a really uh, difficult translation there that's going on at the HR level, and they're not doing a good job of it either. Um, and that's one of the gatekeeping that's going on. So some ways to get around that are ignore the experience requirement just off the bat. If you have the experience in putting your hands on a keyboard in a lab, utilize that experience and write to, towards it. If you have working experience where you have, you know, been a manager or something else like that, you are still utilizing skills that are soft skills that are important in cybersecurity. And I think you can, you know, one of the things we're going to work on with INE Live is talking about taking those soft skills and monetizing them within your resume to where you're actually writing towards technical job, you know, job roles and getting that interview. So while you can walk in the door and you might not have, this might be your first IT or your first, uh, cybersecurity job, you still have relevant experience that you're able to present to the employer. And then, you know, you'll learn the technology or you already have an understanding of the technology. Firewalls really haven't changed since they were invented. There's a bit of things here. There's a bit of things there, but the difference between Juniper and Palo Alto is what boxes you're going to click. And that changes per version anyway. You'll get the training when you get in the door. Just understand the base of technology. Yeah, and we've, uh... Earlier this summer at our Redefine event, we heard from a number of recruiters who really echoed that sentiment, um, Jack, that, that those soft skills are, um, are a differentiator, right? Um, and, and just not, one, not something that is really focused on during traditional prep for cybersecurity jobs, but one that is so, so important. And networking jobs and, and other jobs as well. But, um, you know, Neil, you and I have talked at length about this and about... Um, Kind of how to get around that, right? Like how how do you not you don't want to say fudge your resume, right? You absolutely don't want to say that. But how do you convince? Say you're you're um, you know you're a go getter. You've taken the initiative. You've done a lot of stuff, but you don't have the the day to day first job under your belt. How do you convince recruiters and HR people that you are in fact qualified? Is it certifications? Is it training? Is it like, what's the wording you can use? I know you help a lot of people with their resumes. 
Yeah, and 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 I I want to kind of echo you know a lot of what 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 Jack was saying as well, right? Is is that th- this is a this is a problem that that exists because there is a lack of communication between HR, between hiring managers, and specifically between recruiters as well when they go out there in the industry. And as you can tell from our redefine event, where we did have a lot of recruiters kind of show up and give their opinions on it, um, we've talked to a lot of recruiters just as as we've been trying to get a lot of the INE certifications uh, more traction out in the workforce. And, and they realize that what you've got is you've got hiring managers that have come up 9, 10, 15 years ago who only knew about a handful of certs, who only knew about one or two. And so when they go to write that job rec, that's the only cert that they know about. So that's what they put on the resume. HR isn't going to pay attention to that. Is it going to you know try to do some digging and say, well, aren't there 15 other certs that you could put on this resume instead? Um, because that's not HR's job. They're relying on the hiring manager for it. And then it goes out the door to a recruiter and then goes out on a job posting. Um, and, and there's almost no checks and balances to, to, to this process whatsoever. And so to kind of echo Jack's point, um, I think you almost have to, you you know, unconsequentially ignore everything that's on a job posting and realizing that somebody who doesn't understand exactly what, it, what the candidate is that they're looking for actually wrote that job posting in the first place. And once you start there, then you can start to focus on the things that are actually really important to you as a job candidate. And Jack hit the nail on the head with this. And this transcends cyber to networking, to cloud, to data science, whatever the case is, is start building your own personal portfolio of hands-on experience that you have. Now, what a lot of people hear is when they hear the word experience, they think, well, how am I supposed to get an experience if I don't have a job? And this is where I encourage everybody to really go out there and look at some of the systems that are in place to get you that experience. We talk about capture the flags that are completely and totally free competitions that exist in the cybersecurity space, but they exist in a lot of other industries as well that allow you to get that hands-on experience. There are things such as building your own labs, building your own infrastructure, um, things like that that allow you to get that experience that you can then turn around and put onto your resume. We have success story after success story after success story of folks who have simply put themselves out there in terms of doing that uh, that type of activity that shows that recruiters, when they do find those candidates and they do get them in front of the hiring managers and they do open those eyes and see how much more opportunity there is out there, other than the one or two certs that you may be familiar with out there on the market space, it really does resonate with the hiring managers that you've put yourself out there, you've gone out there and you've gotten that hands-on experience on your own. I think the other thing that um, is, is hard for us in technology to do, and I admit this as well, right, is we have to recognize that the social media platforms aren't going away, right? For literally 10 years, we probably all fought the MySpaces and the Facey Spaces and the the, the Twitter, Twitter, Twitter verses and, and the things like that, <laughs> right? But But we can't ignore that those are out there. I had a guest on a stream one time who said that, and this was an amazing statistic that that I, I share with everybody when, when it comes up. She said that when you when you submit an application to a job, you have a 3% chance of getting hired through submitting your application. And so what does that tell you? That tells you that the other 97% of the people who are getting considered for that job are because they have networked because they have produced content on social media, because they've written articles on LinkedIn, because they've started a tech blog, because they've done YouTube videos. And that's how people are getting noticed and that's how people are getting jobs. And you may not like it. And and that's one of the hardest parts about it. But when you look at your career, those are how people are getting recognized is through those mechanisms. So I can't I can't emphasize that enough is that, you know, you know, don't 
don't worry about getting this cert or that cert or this cert or that cert or this order or this order or that order. Most of everything that you need to do to get any of these IT tech jobs, you actually already possess. You just have to implement and put it out there. Yeah, one of the things, um, one of the, I think, easiest steps, although I recognize it's not it's not easy for everyone, but one of the, the, the most basic steps, I guess, that you can take is just simply reaching out to someone on LinkedIn or Twitter or some kind of social media platform. I mean, I, I know for a fact that the three of you and people in within IE all the way up to our CEO have gotten random messages and have reached out and developed uh, you know deep meaningful relationships with people just because they've simply reached out and asked a question. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and, and I know that I recognize that's difficult for, for some people, right? To to just cold call, cold email. Um, but if there's one thing that I want to drive home, at least, um, you know, from where I sit, it's looking at these three guys and then the, the, the people within the rest of our company um, and even the industry as a whole, even though I, any people are the best, obviously, but you know, the <laughs> industry as a whole, um, you know, people generally, genuinely want to help other people. Mm -hmm. Everybody's gotten help along the way. Um, and most people I know are, are more than more than willing um, to share that to, to you know, um, share that love and spread it forward. Real, real quick, real quick, real quick oh, ahead, on that one, Catherine, real quick. Because I think that that's, I don't want that to be understated, right? When you look at Jack, when you look at Brian, when you look at the entire instructor cadre, these are folks who have dedicated their, their careers, their lives to learning and then giving back to you all by taking the knowledge that's in their head, putting it into content that you can consume. We're expanding this IE Live platform to give you more unprecedented access to everything that we have please reach out. Please reach out. Use community.ine.com. Please reach out on LinkedIn. Please reach out on Twitter. Connect with us. Ask us questions. Every instructor, one of the things that, that I've set forth as a precedence for every instructor is to make themselves available on community.ine.com, is to support the community efforts, because I do strongly believe that there is there's so much more that our instructors do want to give back than what they're able to put into to, to content. And so that's that's your opportunity to get more access to them um, because these are folks who, who they're here because they want to give you something, because they want to give the user, you know, the, the user population out there, they want to give you all the knowledge that's in their head. And so please, yes, reach out and, and utilize that to your advantage. Yeah, to that note, we are reading comments right now. Um, I've already read a few out. Uh, we're watching your comments come in again. Thank you very much for everyone who's commenting. Lots of love out there for all three of, of you. <laughs> um, and, and just appreciate the audience um, asking questions. One for Brian here. Um, this is from Rajesh. When can we expect SDN, SDA, SD1, CCDP training from you? That's an excellent question. And I do have a good answer for that. I actually have a boot camp coming up this month uh, that's on Cisco SD-WAN implementation. Uh, I know it's one of those topics that everybody's been waiting for for me to do for quite a while uh, because in today's world, it's more than just individual devices that we're managing. We need to look at solutions that have kind of a holistic approach, you know, a single pane of glass is, every, is what everyone's looking for for managing the network and, and uh, you know, reducing operational costs. Uh, so that's going to be one of the big things that I'm going to be focusing on in my upcoming course. So if you haven't uh, registered yet, I would definitely recommend that you do that. So anybody who has a premium INE pass can attend the boot camps uh, for free. There's no extra charge for that. Uh, 
so I hope to see you guys in up some, uh, upcoming courses. Awesome. Always working, always hustling this one. Um, always hustling. Quick, quick follow-up to that um, in a similar vein. This is from Turkey. I'm 10 plus year CCIE because of Brian. Is there any CCDE training or topics that you're cooking up? Uh, CCDE, not right now. Um, it is one thing that we have on the back burner. I know Cisco announced some new updates for the exam uh, just recently. So we're going to revisit that with their updated blueprint. And then, you know, hopefully we'll be able to see that coming to the platform pretty soon as well. Awesome. All right. Um, I We touched on the cloud earlier just a little bit. want to get back to that because uh, at IE, we recently did a beta uh, beta testing period for the first ever INE branded cloud certification, cloud fundamentals. Um, and it was very successful. We got tons of phenomenal feedback. We have done, uh, you may have heard us on Twitter spaces. We've done a lot of social media outreach um, on this. But first of all, thank you for everyone who participated in that. That's wrapped up. We're expecting to release that uh, officially to the public later this month. We have two other cloud certifications in beta testing periods right now and a number of others scheduled to be released over the course of the year. Neil, I want to pitch this to you as, um, you know, chief content officer. Why focus on cloud right now? Again, we touched on it and how important it is, but why, why a huge focus on getting these fundamentals situated and then building on those? Absolutely, absolutely. And, and let me just kind of reiterate that, that, that how huge it is for us to kind of step into this certification arena. INE traditionally, ever since INE's inception, has never self-published its own cert. And so this truly is, this, this cloud fundamental cert that we've put out, truly is a groundbreaking achievement for INE as a company. And what we wanted to do is we wanted to take you know, you know, the expertise that we have in the cloud space and be able to say that I think we can certify people better. We can get you to a place that shows that your knowledge is is a little bit higher than what's currently out there on the marketplace, um, you know, and, and make you more valuable when you show up to that job on day one. And I think we have successfully achieved that uh, uh, in our cloud fundamentals beta. And I think when you look at that, when you look at our focus on career paths, and you'll see this across all of the uh, all of the disciplines that we're focusing on, right? We're trying to help you in your career. We're trying to move your career down the line. And everybody has to start somewhere in the career path, whether you're a cloud architect, whether you're a network architect, whether you're a senior penetration tester, a threat hunter, whether you're a data scientist or a data engineer, whatever you're going to be in the, at the end of your journey or at the midpoint of your journey, you have to start somewhere. And so if we're going to build a career path then we had to start at the fundamentals and say, okay, what is the base level of knowledge that we want to take the initiative on and lean forward in this industry and say that if you're going to be successful in the cloud space, we think this, this is the foundational knowledge that's going to make you successful in the cloud space. And, and that's why we, we focus that effort on the cloud fundamentals um, cert. And then again, to our to our promise to you all about focusing on your career path and focusing on your career journey, from there, you have the choice to branch out and say, do you want to do fundamentals in AWS or do you want to do fundamentals in Azure? And then you're going to continue to see that same type of progress um, at your disposal, easy for you to digest and easy for you to choose how you want to pursue, proceed down your career path as you continue to take INE courses. Now, why cloud? We've talked about it. 
cloud is everywhere. And especially in, in, in a post pandemic world where we're, you know, coming up on, 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 you know, well over 18 months into this uh, kind of environment. Um, I joke a ton that companies had a cloud strategy, um, you know, ahead of, uh, of the pandemic, ahead of March of, of 2020, but then the pandemic hit and then everybody's cloud strategy all of a sudden became, okay, we really have to have a cloud strategy now. <laughs> and, and, and that's, that's typically what you've seen is you see people really start to accelerate their, their, um, uh, their, their cloud strategies um, and, and make a move in that because of all the diverse work locations, because of everything that we've had to deal with. And so if you weren't a cloud fanatic before, if you didn't realize how important cloud was before when your leadership was like, we should do cloud, you should really realize that we should do cloud means you should already be doing cloud right now, which is why we needed to come forth and say that we are ready with our experts to teach you how to be an expert in cloud. I see a message coming in from Shane on LinkedIn registered. I assume that means registered for at least one of our beta certifications. So thanks, Shane. And if you are interested in getting, uh, getting, uh, taking part in these beta certifications, you can find out all the information you need to know on INE.com. If you subscribe to our emails, we're sending out emails about that. We are really um, encouraging people to sign up for these betas. This is a, a chance to really weigh in on some, uh, some pretty major things that we're doing here at INE and these certifications. It's a chance for you to get in there and help shape it because the folks- Let me, let me give a plug real quick on the, on the beta thing because this is, um, this is also something that we're, we're taking very seriously from Jump Street, right? When we talk about getting into this certification business and, and leaning forward into the certification business, we also want your involvement early on in the process. And so we have built an established formalized beta program um, you know, around that. You saw it in Cloud Fundamentals. We then tweaked it. We've now, uh, you know, we're in the second phase of that beta program with the, um, uh, with the, the Azure and the AWS Fundamentals. You will continue to see the evolution of a beta program that we want to implement every single time we bring a course or a certification in through that beta process. And so it's incredibly important that you stay active on the socials when it comes to INE, but we're also at some point in time gonna give you an opportunity, a little sneak peek, uh, you know, we, we haven't really announced this, so uh, hopefully Richard's not watching. Um, we are gonna give you an opportunity to, to sign up for the beta at some point in time in the platform, because we always wanna have, uh, you know, have uh, you know, our students involved in that beta process so that you all can give us that feedback. And that is part of our commitment to you, the community, to keep you involved in that beta. And so we, we desperately need your help and we appreciate the, the literal thousands of people that, that we've got signed up to help us with both of the cloud betas right now. I'll echo every single thing Neil just said. Um, Neil, I'm gonna put you on the spot for a second because you know I love to do that. Uh, <laughs> I've got a question from Mohammed on LinkedIn. And I think this is a really valid question. I know it's one that we've kicked around uh, in closed door meetings here at the company, but um, want to put this out there for, for everyone. The neutral INE cloud fundamental beta was awesome. Great. A question, why did INE decide to go to do Azure AWS cloud fundamental cert? Employees could be asking, why not just take the Azure fundamental or AWS cloud practitioner? Why are these different? I really appreciate that question. I absolutely do. And here's the difference. Here's the reason why we're focusing on career paths. Sure, you could be asked to take the AWS Fundamentals course or the Azure Cloud Practitioner course, but you're going to be learning how Azure wants you to do something or how Amazon wants you to do something. And that doesn't make you an expert. 
remember, when you look across our cadre and you look at folks like Brooks Seahorn, who's got an amazing amount of experience, real world experience in deploying real world AWS environments for some very, very large Fortune 100 companies, some very, very large Fortune 10 companies, as well as the DoD space, doesn't it make sense for you all to learn how he did it the right way in a real world setting versus what may not necessarily be what real world looks like when AWS teaches it? And that's the cut above that comes with us taking this direction and moving towards career paths and having certifications that are, it's Azure fundamentals and it's AWS fundamentals, but it's really the fundamentals that our experts who have spent decades, decades in the field doing the real world missions are bringing those courses to say, hey, you might get taught it this way, but here's what reality looks like and here's what you're gonna need to know when you walk into that job on day one. This isn't a move to take over and to take away from AWS and from Azure not that move whatsoever. This is about taking you a cut above those folks and really getting that expertise so that when you show up, you are closer to being that expert than you would be if you simply took those, uh, those vendor specific certs. That strategy is a strategy that you will see across every discipline that we have at INE, where we bring that decades of experience to you and they will reflect in our certification process. We are, uh, we're, we're getting into about the last 10 minutes of our stream here. Um, and so with this, I think this is a great question to just go round robin on and get all of your input. Uh, this is from Tuan on LinkedIn. Many companies are moving to cloud, right? We've uh, discussed that. Are on-prem engineers losing job opportunities? Do you guys have any advice for on-prem engineers to keep up with the flow? Uh, says that there are way too many cloud providers. Which one should we choose? There's a lot. Of, there's a lot to dissect in that question. Um, but, but, guys, uh, let's start with you, Jack. Feel free to, to break it down and answer. You know which parts you want to from there. But um, I think it's a great question and relevant to so many people. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think our so one just off the top, are on-prem engineers losing job opportunities? No. Uh, a lot of the companies are utilizing hybrid cloud models, so you'll have a combination of on-prem services, data that they want to keep. Companies sometimes just like to keep the data there as opposed to in the cloud where it could be exposed or something like that. Um, so they still have work to be done on-prem for some of the services. I think what you're seeing is a bit more of a transitionary period where you can be both on-prem and understand cloud technology and work in the cloud to make sure everything talks correctly. Um, having said that, which one should you choose? I'm gonna leave that up to you. We have plenty of courses for, for you to uh, dip your toes into. There's you know pros and cons to each vendor. Um, you know, And I think that it's gonna be more of like a personal decision, kind of like, what do you like, Linux versus Windows? It's definitely on you. Brian, uh, what do you think? Any advice for on-prem networking engineers to keep up with this constantly evolving technology? Yeah, to piggyback on what Jack was saying, I think going forward, most companies are going to be taking a hybrid approach. So some of the services are going to go to the cloud. Some of the services are going to still be on-prem. But really, at the end of the day, what is a cloud? It's just someone else's servers. It's someone else's network. So there's still going to be engineers that are working in the cloud as traditional infrastructure engineers or you know traditional network engineers. So it's definitely not something that's going to be going away anytime soon. But you know, getting into cloud at least you know to understand how the networking works or how the security works, 
you know, is going to make you a better security engineer, make you a better network engineer, et cetera. Cloud is just somebody else's computer. Neil Bridges, I think, taught me that on my first day here. That, that is. It's true. <laughs> uh, Neil, uh, what are your thoughts on this? On-prem folks losing out to, to this hybrid world, or how, how do they capitalize on it? How do they lean into it as opposed to getting shut out? Yeah, and, and I think that I, I think everybody really kind of said it the the best, right? Is don't just get focused in on just one one niche, right? You should you should look to be well rounded, right? There's there's a lot of opportunity out there to kind of move with the technology. Folks who are great in this really learn how to be that that water on that on that stone, if you will, if we if we take like one of those, those old uh, analogies, right? In terms of just being able to, to to bend and flow as the world changes around us. Will there will always be beyond prem stuff? When I when I taught um, uh, when when I taught pen testing years ago, um, you know, we would still teach people how to hack into things like Windows XP and things like that. And I would have students all the time be like, "Why are we still learning how to hack into Windows XP?" Well, because you still have manufacturing lines out there that are running Windows XP and Windows NT systems all day long. Um, I don't think you're ever going to have a situation where you don't have on-prem, you know, infrastructure that you have to maintain. But the world is going to change and the world is going to evolve around you and you want to be prepared for that. And that's what I think you should focus on is don't worry about whether you're going to be out of a job. I don't think that that's ever going to happen because we will always have that need. But you should learn to move and evolve and run with the technology. And in terms of which which cloud provider to, to, to chase, chase the one that 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 helps you lean forward, and helps you be the most uh, most successful in your career. Great words of advice from three uh, experts to say the very least, in their uh, respective fields. Guys, we're going to wrap it up uh, shortly. Any last words of, uh, of advice, of wisdom, of uh, any jokes to tell our audience? Any <laughs> Anything you want to wrap up with before we close it out? Uh, Only clean I'm, ones, Neil. Only clean ones. <laughs> yeah, yeah, see. <laughs> Catherine, thank you so very much for, 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 for moderating us today. I want to thank Ryan and the production team. I want to thank all my instructors every single day. And most of all, importantly, I want to thank you all for tuning in. I am super excited for this new phase, um, for this new uh, um, opportunity. Um, everything that we've talked about at Redefine, um, we're slowly putting into place, whether it's the new certifications we promised you, whether it's INE Live, uh, career paths are still coming uh, as, as we talked about you know, as well. And so I'm excited to bring these new features to you. Um, super excited for where we're going, and uh, you know, I just thank everybody so very much. Awesome. Uh, well, again, thank you guys very much for tuning in. I'll echo what Neil said. Thanks to the audience. Uh, that wraps up our Tech Tuesday, our very first INE live stream. So if you were watching with us live, we are super appreciative of you for tuning in uh, for our very first episode. Plenty more to come here, and uh, this is only going to grow and get more exciting as we continue to, uh, to evolve this platform. You can look for us next Tuesday, September 14th at 1 p.m. Eastern on whatever social media platform you prefer. We are going to be talking about cloud security as it relates to cybersecurity. We'll be giving you more information in the coming week on that. Uh, but again, we'll meet you whatever social media platform you are on. I'm Catherine Brown. Appreciate you tuning in. Have a great week. And as Neil would say, go be awesome.